0: To film other drugs, I'm your host Nora and I'm here with co-host Selma and today we'll be reviewing Hannibal seasons one episodes ten to twelve.
1: yes, and I am so excited about these last episodes because we're really getting into like the good part of the story when all the answers we've been having this whole time start getting answered. I really enjoy it
0: yeah, we're getting to the meat of the actual show and I think from this point until Probably the beginning of season three there's no like it doesn't feel like it comes to a lull it just keeps getting better
1: yeah yeah I'm really enjoying this uh you know talking to each other and really digging deep into every episode it's it's a lot of fun yeah
0: it's a definitely an interesting process I find that it's kind of changed the way I view a lot of the way I view media, because I'm thinking, yeah. ah, if I were to do a podcast about this, what would I be picking up? And the process of podcasting is completely brand new. I mean, I think to both of us. So. Yes,
1: I've never done it before. This is so new to me. And hearing about people listening to us, it is quite yeah. anxiety inducing, but I am trying to brush that off my shoulders.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird seeing stats and like, just knowing that people are listening, um, It kind of. So, hi out there. uh, Yeah. Hello, people. Especially if you're the person with the Amazon
1: Alexa. um. (laughs) Yeah. We can see you listening to us on Alexa and we're like, oh my gosh.
0: We just want everything to be um, perfect. But of course, I, you know, we're still sort of new to this. So,
1: forgive us. Yeah. I know last episode was I was having issues with audio. So I was having a hard time hearing Nora, even though in the recording, she sounds great. It's it was just my head. So I think I've got that fixed now, so this episode should be a lot better. So if anybody noticed, sorry about that. Yeah, we're sorry, but
0: we'll just be we'll just get better and better every week. So stay tuned to this
1: podcast. Yes, practice makes perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, like I was saying, I'm super excited about these episodes. These were really fun to watch. Honestly, they flew by. Didn't yeah. even realize how long they took. Even though they're not long, they're they're forty-five minutes, but it felt like fifteen. Like I was like, "Wow, it's done. Okay, on to the next." (laughs) Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: Feels like some of the other ones were a lot slower.
1: Yeah, like they kind of lagged a little bit. They were kind of crawling because I think there was a lot of like setup happening. You know. Yeah. Like you said last
0: week, it's the prep.
1: (laughs) Yes, and uh, so and the prep for this, like episode ten, it's called. Buffet Freud, not really sure what that means, but it says the BAU investigates a murder in which two victims' faces are similarly mutilated with a Glasgow smile. After losing time and accidentally contaminating a crime scene, Will visits a neurologist for an MRI. Yeah, that's saying a whole lot with a very few words because Will seeing a doctor was what he's been needing to do. and
0: uh, It it was almost like Yay, we finally get some relief. He's going to be okay, but jeez.
1: Yeah, we quickly <sighs> find out that poor Will should not be trusting the people he's trusting.
0: Yeah, like practically, practically anyone. I think you've been saying for the past few episodes that pretty much everyone's been using him.
1: Yeah, it just really seems like nobody's looking out for him. But I do want to say, I don't remember what episode it started in, but it was definitely in the last three that we watched that I started to see some people show up for Will, uh, including Alana. But at the same time, I just feel like nobody... I think it's Will's attitude. And less to do with their inability to help him. He pushes people away. But like the only person he's really going to for help is Hannibal.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that is true. It does seem like um, he he pushes people away, he's too independent and um, Hannibal's the only one who seems comfortable enough to push past his sort of boundaries. I think he did that in the first episode with yeah. you know, staring into his eyes and, and Will saying, you won't like me when I'm being psychoanalyzed and Hannibal didn't care. He showed up at his door in, this, in the same episode with um, some breakfast or something. Oh yeah, like challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. I think there are some people who are like that who kind of keep the world at bay
1: and it's only
0: those who keep pushing that get through to them
1: exactly like if you just show up and you show confidence they respect you and i think that's where hannibal kind of like he's interested in him you know as a professional Hmm. but he got him personally because he i think he saw will's walls and when he pushed through will just collapsed in his arms that's what it feels like
0: yeah it's like i've been waiting for some maybe he's been waiting for someone to do that yeah
1: yeah yeah so
0: yeah it's kind of sweet (laughs) i mean there's so much toxicity that we're gonna talk about but um i noticed like the the first i've I've been noticing will being a bit sassy in in the more um unclear or, or um Deeper into his illness, he gets, he, he's a bit sassy. Like, in this episode, he says to Jack, because um, obviously in this episode, that's the one where he goes to finally see a neurologist, but mm-hmm. it's Jack who's suspecting that he's broken or that he... Um, some, something's going wrong, and, and Will says, do you have anyone who does this better unbroken than I do broken? And Jack's just kind of, like, speechless at that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And oh, that's, he, that's, no, he actually another... said, fear makes you rude, Will. Yes, that's what I said. I even wrote it. I said, fear makes Will rude. LOL, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> because being rude is uh, signing your death warrant this this uh, season specifically.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, when he was talking, like, when he's talking to Hannibal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Hannibal is just playing him like a fiddle because mm-hmm. doesn't matter what will says he's always hannibal's always going to redirect him into being you know insecure about his own abilities his, his own sanity and he's just going to keep will in this feeling of limbo he's just so helpless in hannibal's hands and that's mm-hmm. why he i think that's why he just looks to him to help him it's very BDSME, but I, I don't know it's very not bondage but it's definitely like somebody is being dominated. bondage yeah like yes exactly you know it's all in his head but it's the same concept you know what i mean mm-hmm. it is um it is fascinating
0: how hannibal repeatedly makes will see feel like it's not a physical issue it's not it's not a, a, a fever it's it's psychological and he just he presses on this aspect this thing that will has some some sort of like um he's mental not in health issue yeah mental health he he perhaps has been contaminated by will, um, Garrett Jacob Hobbs or something and i think he's yeah. feeding onto will's biggest fears that eventually yes. he will absorb all these killers um, issues and things
1: like he's he's so empathetic that he can't help but just taken everybody's feelings you know and he's like he's just reinforcing all the worries and anxieties that will has like he's not helping at all (laughs)
0: yeah and throughout these few episodes hannibal i have i have a question like when hannibal talks to jack he seems to keep proposing that will is this innocent lamb that that will is being pushed too far But I think Hannibal plays that role because he knows that the more he pushes Jack, Jack will push back. Mm -hmm. At first I thought, oh he's actually looking out for Will, that he's trying to get Jack to let Will go. But I don't think that's the case. I think Hannibal just needs to look like the good guy or he just needs to... He's still playing Jack which I only saw in these last three episodes. I didn't really see that before. Yeah.
1: He's he set the tone for, mm-hmm. for him to, like, be Will's new friend or new confidant. And yeah. Jack. that's what Jack wanted him to do. Like, that's why he mm-hmm. hired him, basically. And in those times, you know, I think what Hannibal was doing was trying to feel out, number one, what Jack wanted. Mm-hmm. Number two, what Will could offer him because he's an opportunist. Yeah. And then from there, he decided how he wanted to paint the picture that Jack was more than willing to see. You know and now he's laying the groundwork of okay i know will a certain way he's always been you know because he's always spoken about him like this little lamb like you said
2: mm-hmm. but
1: now he's sowing those seeds of suspicion like Ooh. yeah like he's making it seem like he is also like surprised by these changes in will and that you yeah. know just like 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 as if he didn't see it either so that Jack could feel like this, like like Hannibal relates to him, you know and Jack can feel like he was the one that was correct all along you know, like playing into his ego
0: Yeah, that's true Yeah, he's making it seem like Jack is, um, he's making it seem like Will has been pushed too far this whole time mm-hmm. and that he has the um, potential for murder now Mm-hmm and, and like you said, laying the groundwork to, to make everyone suspicious of Will. Um, all the, in the meanwhile, making it seem like he was always uh, trying to make Will okay and, and take care of him, mm-hmm. so that Jack can, can feel a tidal wave of guilt again, the same kind of guilt he felt with Miriam Lass, I think. Yes,
1: yes, like yes. So much setup. up. <laughs> wow, that's why he brought up Miriam Lass. Like, he really do mm. jack off his game with that. Yeah. Wow. I was so surprised this episode as well, that we, we were
0: introduced to another character that has, that, that's almost as um, I think the word is dubious, or like, I guess, cruel as a Hannibal. Like with a doctor? Like,
1: the yeah. Doctor. neurologist. Yeah.
0: How is he so um, okay with allowing Will to walk away with no a uh, true diagnosis of uh, encephalitis. Just
1: yeah, crazy. I'm not sure. It's like, do you have something on this man? Is there a reason why he would put his career on the line for you? Like, how do you know each other? You know what yeah. I mean?
0: It does seem like they were sort of like old um, college buds or some, some sort of like they had a past or they've done this before because right. the guy was not even acting like, oh, you would do this kind of thing it was almost like yes for science <laughs> like right
1: yes like like as if maybe they'd had discussions before they've either talked about doing this or the not doing this specifically but they've talked about the i guess the moral questions they've probably you know hashed it out in their own critical. hypothetical way you know yeah. And now Hannibal is like, all right, I know you'll do this because we've talked about it, so yeah. now, now you can be about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of almost challenging or daring tone yeah. in Hannibal's speech, like, you know, what is one one man or one um, you know will compared to the greater good of protecting or finding out more about mental illness and, and brain health?
1: Maybe... He Mm -hmm. isn't so much saying his opinion, but maybe what he's doing is he's mirroring, mirroring, that's a hard word to say. He's mirroring the doctor's own idea, ideology, I guess, back at him from like knowing him, maybe. Either that or he's got something on him.
0: Yeah, it's true because I don't know how much Hannibal is, um, like genuine in his uh, sort of sentences where he was like, "Oh yeah, this is great for science," because I don't think yeah. that Hannibal wants it for science either.
1: I don't think, I think he's that was about the the what's it called the scientific theory or whatever. If he like maybe a little bit, but yeah, you're right. I think he's uh, he's doing it for some personal experiment.
0: Yeah, personal experiment. I think yeah, he he would never never ever let in anyone to that degree and. No less some sort of random neurologist who is, we can see, not of Hannibal's caliber, character-wise. He yeah. is just a simple, presented a simple character. We're not going to suddenly go, oh, Hannibal's met his match. Hannibal's going to make a team with this random guy. If he was ever going to team up with anyone, it would be Will. And I think Hannibal's warped version of teaming up is what he is doing with Will.
1: Yeah, which is the, the whole psychic master.
0: Yeah, master, sort of um, submissive type of thing. Yeah, um,
1: because Will is so submissive. Like, wow.
0: Yeah. I, I noticed that um, in Hannibal's office at the beginning of the episode when Will is kind of um, suggesting it could be a physical issue that he, he's experiencing at the moment mm-hmm. with his brain. And he's standing in front of the ladder in Hannibal's office. Hannibal's facing him. He's, and then... It was um, when Miriam came to see Hannibal, we see Hannibal walking down the ladder to come and kill her from behind. When, um, not Frederick, Tobias was fighting Hannibal, Hannibal uses that ladder as well to... to in- so that ladder for me has like, not connotations,
2: but associations of bad things. Of, of Hannibal's aggression.
1: Helen. That
0: Will doesn't know about yet. But add the whole ladder imagery just makes it more intense for me. I don't know if you
1: Yeah. It's I almost agree. like getting
0: back into a corner.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like this that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like a, a symbol of Hannibal being aggressive or yeah. being like fo like it's kind of like you see the ladder and mm. you're seeing hannibal's true face yeah i think like that's the association i have with it because i feel like when he's when you see that ladder (laughs) in an an episode Mm -hmm. and it's like center of the of the screen you know that whatever's happening around it hannibal is being authentic
0: yeah i think i think that's a great way to put it it's it's almost like a Yeah, like you said, it's a sign in the scene that something authentic is coming out of Hannibal right now, or will happen in this episode. Um, This
1: manipulation tactics in this episode, Mm. I think, was it this one? I think it is, honestly, throughout most of these three episodes, but I found myself writing the word wow, like a million times. (laughs) Because I'm just like how low will
0: you go how low will you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it's almost a game like take a shot every time hannibal gets lower <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> it reaches a new low log, we should yeah
0: um it, it's oh i don't know but there are some i think these last three episodes had so much in the way of like dialogue like beautiful mm-hmm. dialogue about I mean do, if you want you want to talk about how low he goes because I think it kind of, I think it kind of links in with the whole the dialogue stuff like the way he he he, he shares with this neurologist that Hannibal sorry that Will doesn't know who he is due yeah. to his mirror neurons and he's like he doesn't just reflect people he absorbs yeah and I think it in that is the sentence that makes me think shit Hannibal has known this this whole time he's been pushing Will to absorb every killer's mo or way of thinking, and I think that's a low, a really low kind of. With that knowledge, as a psychiatrist, you are just pushing your patient or pushing your friend to, to his limits, and I think to, to the end of, he wants Hannibal wants Will to absorb him, another you know, dominance thing.
2: I oh, guess. wow,
1: maybe yeah i think that's a very it fits in so well especially when you consider the pattern that i was noticing like within the first what like six episodes yeah like six episodes where every person that was featured you know either uh, the victim or the um aggressor really it was mostly it was the killer of every episode but we could see aspects of will in all of them and now Mm -hmm. Hannibal will have us see Will as a person who is not a you know a victim of circumstance but actually actively absorbing these people's energy you know and and using it to somehow fuel him to become this copycat killer that he's planting seeds of doubt into Jack's mind with you know
0: yeah he um Maybe he, he wants... Maybe this way the audience doesn't really know whether Will is an innocent or whether he's addicted to um, being around these people. Because when, when Will sort of complains that he doesn't know who he is or he fears not knowing who he is, there, there is a sense of, oh, I feel bad for him. But then there's also a kind of like, well, why do you put yourself around these evil people then?
1: hmm
0: Um... He doesn't seem like you said he doesn't really let people in enough to let them take care of him and I don't know I think this time this time around watching it I'm trying not to keep the same exact opinions but sort of see Will, see Hannibal and see every character from a slightly different angle and
1: like looking at it w- yeah okay so like what I I definitely do this a lot is mm. like um each character I'll try to remember what everybody is to them, what they know, what they see, yeah, and like try to understand how it is that they could talk to this person, even though I know all these other things about them and and not not have the reaction I'm expecting, you know it's like for will I think in these episodes. But in this, it starts in in episode 10. He's, you know, getting worse, you know, sicker and sicker. And they do such a good job in the show of showing that. So I think, like, his ability to absorb people, his ability to be empathic and, like, see these crime scenes for what they are. Like, I feel like in his head, because of the sickness, the encephalitis that he has, it's kind of like the wires are crossing. And it's kind of his abilities, like his superpower, basically, is like mutating. And now he's not only only seeing a crime scene and understanding how it came to be that way, but he's taking different experiences he has with people and putting those puzzle pieces together in his dreams. You know, like his brain is doing that. He wakes up and he's got revelations that how would he have those revelations if it wasn't for the fact that he's the kind of person that puts stories together for a living, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, that is true. Um, but I saw something recently about how, like, people with that high empathy have a personality disorder in the same way that narcissists have a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. That they are on the other end of it, perhaps, but they're not, ah. they're not really, um, like, completely innocent of... Uh, I think people look at people who, are, who term themselves as empaths or something and think, oh, you must be a really great person. But
1: Oh, that's the dark empath. Um, mm-hmm. I've, seen, like, I've seen some videos where they, they say that term or that's one of like, it's a different type of narcissist where they're, they're very empathetic and they use it and that's what makes them a different type of narc, but still a narc.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe it's that kind of thing. It, it, just, it just seems to be the case of, like, if you don't know who you are, or you don't have a strong sense of self or something, mm-hmm. to an extent, there may be something, of course, like, um, not wrong with you. I think we all have different personality. Maybe it, the word might be disorder or, or um, diagnosis. But I don't think being an empath just gives you this sort of angelic quality or this like right. oh it's so great that you can reflect and understand people I think it also means that there is um, an element of I
2: can't think of it right now but like
0: not that you are malleable yourself but also that, that people can't get to grips with you and that, that then you are not really
2: um genuine or something yeah yeah
1: like i think in what you were saying right now it made me start seeing a connection between hannibal and will and that i think hannibal is capable of doing the same thing that will does and in fact does do the same thing that will does but instead of doing it the way will does which is in his head and he's being a good guy and he's helping them catch the bad guy Instead, he's taking that same information, he's putting it together, you know, he sees how the murderer kills somebody, and then he goes and he does a copycat version of it, but with his own twist. Yeah. You know, where he's killing people the same way as a copycat, but he's, like, making sure that people know that he's not them. He's just absorbing and and empathizing with how they did what they did and reinterpreting it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of spinning it to make it seem like Will isn't a good guy, but maybe I'll have to find some more um, evidence for that. Because he's such a good guy that I can't really say he's not a good guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's, well, because that's Hannibal's whole purpose right now is to try and paint Will as a not good person. And he's trying to make, I think what he's doing is he's trying and which it is exactly what he's doing. He's trying to make will think he's the copycat killer. Yeah. If he can keep him crazy enough to make him believe it, he's going to and get him arrested. (laughs) Oh my God. The foreshadowing in this episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's, it is, it is, it's interesting. I think, we are, he is trying to make it seem like Will isn't a good guy, but like, there there. even like later on in other seasons, I kind of want to revisit this. Is Will a good guy? And.
1: She good, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that to, to a certain extent, there's like no good and bad guys. We're all just sort of mixed up together. Um, and so I guess I'm just trying to figure out what are the bad things about Will that we don't really look at because we're continuously shown in contrast, you know, Hannibal who is the baddest guy, the worst. So we kind of look at everyone and think they're pretty much okay, but it's something to consider maybe later as well as we find yeah, other keep innocent... it in mind. Yeah, keep it in mind for maybe season 2 and 3 because I think he lets Hannibal go a few times and we kind of think, hmm, why would he do that if he was a good guy, you know?
1: Yeah. And this is why, like, I think they're trauma bonded together. I think that's why he makes those decisions. I don't see Will as a bad guy. I, I, like, I know that, that they want you to question that. I think they do. But it's just, I don't know. I think because he's so empathetic that he can't help but empathize with the murderers too. You know? Yeah,
0: no, I, I think I'm trying to, like, look at empathy itself as, like...
1: Like, it's it, it doesn't make the person the, good just because they're empathetic, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and, like, even those who use empathy just for good, like, yeah, your actions kind of tell us who you are, but empathy shouldn't be looked at as some kind of, like... Right. ...beautiful, like... Positive quality can also be looked at and be like, oh, you're an empath. Okay, you're actually kind of a dangerous person because mm-hmm. you have a lot of potential for um, not knowing who you right. are and just being other people. You and could
1: that. be a will who yeah. does the right thing, or you could be a Hannibal who also yeah. is very good at empathizing, but he uses yeah. it to hurt you.
0: Yeah, and I think people who have, even if they're a will, they can kind of get confused with if what they're doing is good or bad, because they can be manipulated so easily. Yeah. Although Will does do good most of the time, because he has that... um, uh, He's so uncertain about himself there, and even in the second season, sometimes it's a case of... He doesn't have encephalitis anymore, but there is still that... Like, Jack isn't sure whether to trust him sometimes, and I think it's fair, because... um, it is really hard to identify whether an empath is trustworthy um yeah especially yeah. i don't know how they trust themselves because they're not um if they're continuously absorbing and reflecting others it's like you've got to have a lot of good people around you to make sure you stay good too
1: mm-hmm. maybe. because yeah. they're not good with boundaries You know, boundaries are hard to have if you're the kind of person who is constantly looking at life from the other person's perspective if you're constantly putting yourself in somebody else's shoes yeah it's a a very hard time putting that wall up against them so they don't hurt you
0: yeah it's it's definitely it kind of i'm starting to think it's a as much a mental disorder as narcissism yeah i think that you you we all have to have some empathy and some qualities of um, uh, sort of, I guess, you know, self-confidence that narcissists have. But just have one extreme or the other is just not good.
1: Right. Because if, like, you, if you can't turn the tap off, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to flood the place, you know? And, yeah. And before you know it, your brain is a flood. It's, he made that same metaphor in the show. They're making the same metaphor where every time he's having an episode, it's water you know? Yeah. It's it's so anxiety-inducing.
0: <laughs> exactly. I love those shots as well, like the water coming at him. It's like, yeah, that's a tidal wave, my guy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. So we were talking about the doctor earlier, right? Yeah. And so we were wondering how they came to have this relationship where Hannibal feels comfortable coming to him with this kind of situation where he's wanting him to like go back on his oath Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. later before he dies, and I guess after he does the tests on Will he talks to Hannibal and he tells Hannibal that he is fond not not the doctor but that Hannibal is fond of the rarefied Mm
2: mm-hmm
1: So that makes me wonder, is this, how does he know this? And to what extent does he know, like, what kind of rare and how fond is he? Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, there is this, uh, it gives us an idea that they have some kind of past Um, together where they've done some shitty shit, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm thinking like either they've talked about, like they've confided in each other about Mm. something. But yeah. I think Hannibal is the kind of person who will say and do whatever they have to do mm-hmm. in order to get you comfortable enough to reveal your secrets so that way he can use them against you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And isn't it interesting because um, the doctor is murdered by Hannibal. So yeah. I think there, is, um, there was always an end to this relationship. It, I think Hannibal learned from what he had with Abigail doesn't really trust many people i'm seeing hannibal become more and more paranoid and that follows into season two as well Mm -hmm. um so he he seems to be killing a lot quicker
1: yeah i don't think i think he realized too late that the doctor was not going to be as receptive to his requests like i think he saw the look in his eye yeah. when he, you know, proposed that they lie to Will about what he's, you know, finding on the screen.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think he saw doubt in his mind. And yeah. So I think he was like really not comfortable anymore using him that way. I think this was the first time he tried to use him this way.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Perhaps the first time where where it was like a really big um uh, sort of risk, I guess, because maybe they've, they've done some stuff, but nothing like this before, where someone's right. life is at risk. Cause I don't and know it could
1: if... be that they haven't yeah. done it, but they've talked about it, you know? Yeah,
0: theory's different to practical mm-hmm. application. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I have on episode... Oh no, there's one more thing. Um, he says belief determines quality. I don't know if you... If you uh, picked up on that phrase, I think he was talking to Sutcliffe.
1: Um, I do remember him saying that, but I don't remember the context of what he was saying. I didn't write that one down.
0: Yeah, I didn't even write the context of what they were talking about. I just thought, I just always think whenever Hannibal says anything, he's actually secretly talking about Will. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, it's your belief in Will that determines how valuable you see him. Uh, so it's Hannibal's belief in Will that makes us see that Hannibal um, is drawn to him. I think, I think. hmm, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I guess I'm, I'm thinking At Hannibal's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Does Will's quality go down when Hannibal starts to believe in Will less? And he's like, oh, actually you're
2: not special anymore? Hmm. I, think,
1: quality. I think mm. what's happening with mm. Will and Hannibal is that he is starting to see Hannibal, being the he here is starting to see that his personal self is starting to be threatened by yeah. his curiosity in will in fact i think it's the end of episode 12 where i'm like curiosity is killing this cat Mm. because he is he's letting himself end up in like some very precarious situations where he's having to really fight for his own i guess freedom um, safety (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: yeah yeah so i'm 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 I don't know. He, the, his relationship with Will is definitely morphing. It's changing. I think he's starting to feel different things, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like he's playing with his toy, but he's, he's seeing that he's playing with his toy too hard. He's about to break it. Yeah. And, and, he's and, and, and sure he wants it, to, he's break going to break it. to himself, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think breaking things was fine for him, but for Will, maybe he doesn't want to do that. And I think that's where he's having trouble.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Maybe. Could yeah.
0: I think, yeah, it could be that too. It could be breaking his toy this time. He knows that it will, will lead to repercussions that will affect him.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, we haven't even mentioned the living dead girl in the story. In, well, in this episode, at least.
0: Uh, yeah. I have some notes on her... Um... I think in episode, yeah, oh. I don't know if I talked about her in episode twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I was. Yeah, I, was...
0: About... <laughs> I know if you want, but yeah, go
1: ahead. I was just gonna say that I I noticed that I guess the trope with her and how she connects to the story is how she's sick. Nobody can figure out what she's sick with. Yeah. And she can't trust doctors. And then you've got Will, who is sick, mm-hmm. and the doctors are telling him he's not sick and he doesn't know he shouldn't be trusting them. And I feel like that's the lesson he should be learning from her. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think that the doctors with her um, also lied to her?
1: I think they lied about how hard they were trying to figure out what was wrong.
0: Mm. Yeah, her (laughs) mom said something like, um, you need to just manage your expectations with mental illness. It's not really Mm -hmm. something that people look for solutions for.
1: Exactly, like they weren't looking to try to fix their problem or solve their problem, you know, let alone solve it. Mm. I think they were just like, you know, I'm not going to go the extra mile for you. I think, I don't know if she mentioned like the American healthcare situation. I don't know if she said, you know. She said, she,
0: hope you have good insurance or
1: something. Yeah, that's what she said. So that makes me think that she's not seeing the best of the best doctors for her kid because she couldn't afford it. Yeah. Because I think she was a single mom. Didn't, didn't they mention that too? So I think that's supposed to be implied. Okay. Yeah. And so that would be why she's not getting anywhere with doctors. And how, like, that relates to Will. Where he's got his doctors and he should not trust them for anything.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of ironic and kind of scary. Because I think he, he gets this sense of, like, when he was asking her questions... He seemed to have this look in his eye where he's kind of looking at his future. Like, wow, if yeah. go years without knowing what's wrong. Um, or like
1: looking at a reflection of how he sees himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He seemed to really like her, which I, I thought was sweet.
1: Yeah. Well, he's just, he's always looking for someone to save, poor baby. That's mm. what makes me think he's not, like, he couldn't be bad, but nobody else knows that. Like, there is plausible or uh, justifiable, you know blame, I guess you could put on Will just because of circumstantial type evidence, you know. But knowing what we know as the audience, I don't think he could ever hurt anybody or thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess. I'm too cool. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I uh go ahead.
0: Oh no, I was just just saying like I, I always um like you know how, um, if you look into psych- the psychology community or psychiatry and stuff, and you're like, oh, um, some traits are exalted and then some aren't. And then I know you're not saying Will's traits are good, you're saying Will is good. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he tries to save people and stuff. But I think that there's, like, I don't know, I think I mentioned the whole. Like the inside man um show and the whole like anyone can be a murderer kind of thing that doesn't make people bad inherently that the fact that everyone has a line that that if crossed, they would actually kill people, kill someone over, but I think that will is um I think I just don't like having a character who is just <laughs> all good, you know, like we're supposed to look at them and go,
1: oh, like he's not an angel.
0: Yeah, I just don't look at anyone like that. Like, anyone in the whole wide world. Like, not even right. Jesus Christ, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just can't. Like. <laughs> well, Sorry, he's Christians. not all good. Because
1: yeah. the empathy that he has, like, mm-hmm. the amount of empathy that he has, yeah. it makes him give bad people opportunity. Like, he allows it to happen. He yeah. doesn't stop it. So that's... I think that's definitely a bad thing about him mm. in that he doesn't have any boundaries and so because he doesn't have any boundaries he lets all these bad people around him get away with things. Mm. Like He doesn't want to lie about Abigail. In fact, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's this ep- next episode mm. where they talk about it. No. I think it's the one after. I it's think it's like- the
0: last one where he starts to realize she um, helped her dad.
1: Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he, he just... still seems conflicted. Yes, like yeah. he just he doesn't know how to. It's, it's oh, it's kind of like the
0: vicar in the in the other show, or just this aspect of like you want to save everyone, even those who just should just go to jail.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like uh, we, we should be putting them. You know, we shouldn't. Nobody should be cast out everybody yeah. should be but it's like should we you know it's, it's yeah a that could lead to
0: bigger issues with the wider group World. and community yep like if and you told it... will hey if you just um listen to jack from the beginning and looked at garrett jacob hobbs and the daughter again because i found it insane as a plot hole that they only looked at garrett jacob hobbs um train tickets and uh uh, you know whereabouts and um track his patterns all the way like in episode 12 I was
1: like (laughs) what that's not real (laughs) that is so funny you're so right like they took so long (laughs) to even talk about how they got there yeah
0: yeah they were just like oh cool he's dead anyway new case (laughs) (laughs) what and now they're looking at it going, oh, my God. So Abigail was helping him. It's like, imagine how much time they would have saved if they knew that ages ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Instead of letting these two weird men who practice <laughs> oh <my> psychology <laughs> just take her from her room whenever the heck they want. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Then Nick, Nicholas Boyle wouldn't have died. And... ah. Uh, Hannibal wouldn't have had so much to play with I think because it was Will's guilt and connection to Abigail that gave Hannibal more of an in yeah I think because he would he would continuously ask um Will about Garrett but also how he felt about you know the guilt that they share about
1: Abigail. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, always. He's always, like, really... Like, he sees his insecurity when it comes to Garrett Jacob, Hob- Jacob Hobbs. Yeah. And he just plays it. He knows. Like, he just rubs that button. So <laughs> he is at a fevered pitch with this thought that he is just as bad as him. So <gasps> they are one, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just keeps... Like, we said a few episodes ago in, in our podcast, we were like, if he can connect to Hobbes in this way, Hannibal is... Prepping him to connect to himself in that way. To connect to Hannibal, I mean.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess we should go on to episode 11, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, Roti. I'll, I'll um read the recap for the listeners. So, 11 is called Roti. Um, I think we'll discuss why it could be that a bit later. But it's basically when Dr. Gideon escapes from police custody. He seeks to kill the psychiatrists who have profiled him. Will and the BAU team try to track him down by following Freddie Lowndes' blog before Gideon can get to Alana. Hannibal misleads the BAU team in order to put Will in the same room as Gideon, and Jack questions Dr. Chilton regarding Gideon's escape.
1: So, um... When I read this earlier... Mm -hmm. And they said Hannibal misleads the BAU team in order to put Will in the same room as Gideon. Was Mm -hmm. I the only one that didn't know that? That's what Hannibal was doing. (laughs) I don't
0: remember that part. I I know that Will and and Gideon in the same car.
1: Yeah, like that's when they're finally together. But I didn't think that he orchestrated that. And oh my god, he did! Oh oh, yeah. No, I know he made the whole
0: like. Like, here's the gun. He's going to go get Alana. and, and I didn't
1: and... know. Yeah. I, like, I didn't know that mm. his point was to get Hannibal, I mean, to get Will and Gideon in the same room. I didn't know that was his point.
0: I thought to get them to kill each other or something.
1: No? Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of. I, maybe he didn't think that they would come to his house. Maybe that's what he didn't foresee.
0: Oh, oh no, no, yeah. So I didn't. I so okay to clarify. I only understood that when Hannibal said to Will, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go put my coat on and call the hospital." He leaves the room, leaves the gun on the table. That was obviously a setup, right?
1: Yes.
0: But I didn't. I don't know. You know when Kid- Gideon escapes, gets in the car. I don't remember. Like, how did Will? get in the back seat like
1: so okay so when they are like this whole episode mm-hmm. i even started off my notes with this is such a great scene of will having an episode absolutely anxiety inducing because this is when he's in bed and all that water comes on him and then all of a sudden he just kind of dissipates into the water It was yeah. really good but that really sets the tone for the episode in that will is slowly like really reaching a crescendo in his illness Because he is feverish the whole time. He's always a little sweaty. And so whenever, you know, he's talking with Jack or when they're in the room talking about Jack, they're like, oh, yeah, because they're they're having like a like a a briefing with the people that are, I guess, on the case or whatever involved in the investigation. And like Will is having all these hallucinations in the middle of it, you know, and he's really starting to lose it. and. He doesn't know what's real, what's not. He ends up leaving the car. I can't remember why he left the car. I just know that he was having an episode. I think yeah. he realized something, perhaps, because he saw that that big deer, um, or I forget what it's called, um, but he follows it, I think, and that's where he finds himself looking for, or he realizes that... Um, Gideon would be out there like he wouldn't be far away oh yeah yeah him.
0: yeah there's a lot of imagery with the, the, I think it's the stag or the deer like you stag. were saying
1: there you go yeah
0: yeah and then it leads him to be in the right place at the right time um and yeah, that leads he, him to his thinks, car yeah he leads him to the <laughs> car and then he thinks he sees um Garrett instead of
1: Gideon yes Oh man, I so feel for Will because he can. You really see how much killing Garrett Jacob Hobbs like affected him because he is absolutely losing it. But I think because of his encephalitis, I think that's why he's having trouble compartmentalizing that. You know, I think before his illness, he could do his whole empathy shtick and not get lost in it. But because he's having this inflammation in his brain. His brain is incapable of stopping that feeling or those moments for him in his head.
0: Yeah, I I, I completely agree. It it does seem like he gets back to that ability to control it in season two, but in season one, just because of the um, encephalitis, he's completely overtaken by his guilt. And it just seems like he's just having waking dreams, waking nightmares Mm -hmm. over and over again. At the beginning of this episode, I... I did kind of realize that a lot of the psychiatrist community the way they're presented in this episode is um it's almost like law um it's almost like a it's an interpretation of fact it's not factual in the way right. science is factual it seems to be well I didn't know or well I didn't suggest that he was that he was losing his mind or that he was the Chesapeake gripper we see Gideon not Gideon um uh, Chilton, Alana, and Hannibal um, having a conversation. I think Hannibal's there, but I know Alana and Chilton are there. and that's that scene made me think, wow, it does seem to be a lot of interpretation and uh, Oh, I know dro- what
1: scene you're talking about. It's the one where it's Alana and will and yeah uh, and he's like they're, they're accusing him of, t- of like getting Gideon to believe that he's the uh Chesapeake Ripper and that this is something okay so at the beginning of the episode whenever they're transporting or they they're putting Gideon in the transport vehicle he turns around and he talks to Chilton and he tells him you know I'm gonna sue you because you made me think that I was the Chesapeake Ripper when I wasn't Mm-hmm. and uh so it, you know you did this to me and i noticed uh i even wrote it down i said is gideon getting prepped by hannibal for this is because he's using the same type of words and accusations that hannibal kind of brought into the discussion when he was talking to alana and chilton at that dinner table yeah and uh so it made me think that but then in the scene that you brought up where he's with alana and will and they're trying to convince him that you know he's not the chesapeake killer. He lies to them about what Gideon thinks, because Gideon told him he isn't, but he's telling them he is. He admitted it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I don't recall exactly that, that scene, but but it, it it really made me think about psychic driving and and Hannibal's um, take on it. Like the whole the subject mustn't be aware of any influence yeah. for psychic driving to work, and once they know, then they push back. And he was telling Gideon, um, he was telling. Chilton, you know, Gideon was pushing back when he figured out that he was being manipulated by you. Um, and yeah. I think that's why Hannibal doesn't really let Will in on Abigail or the situation with Abigail because he wants to keep, you know, doing the psychic driving with Will as well as right. the it subject that is him. kept in the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: would expose his method if he was to like divulge everything about Abigail or be open about it. Yeah, he would then know that you know this is not like he's not someone to be trusted. He could be doing this to me.
0: Exactly, and and it reminds me of what we talked about a while ago about um, how Hannibal wouldn't tell, probably wouldn't tell people if what they were eating was human um, meat because it takes away that um, ability to influence them to enjoy the meat Mm. um and and this this show has a really weird uh relationship with mental illness i don't know how comfortable i am with how the show portrays it because when will is found to have a physical illness it's almost like a relief like oh okay he's gonna be fine Oh, I
1: see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then when Hannibal, no, Will actually has like a, like a, a break or a moment where he's having this waking nightmare of um, Jack screaming at him, saying, "What kind of crazy are you?" And it's like, wow, um, mentalness
1: Will... is just a,
0: <laughs> a crazy thing.
1: <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think what the ch- what the show is trying to show is that yeah. you've got Hannibal mm. who is putting that idea in Will's head that mm. he doesn't, that 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 he wants it to be um, physical, right? Because if it's not physical, then it's mental. And if it's mental, then he's bad. I think mm-hmm. Hannibal is the one putting that in his head. Less yeah. so uh, Will kind of thinking it organically. And also uh- because Will has such a... An obsession with crime, you know, like that's his thing. That's his special interest, you know. So for him, it's very visceral to think that he is now his subject.
0: Yeah, but the aren't isn't the show basically saying the subjects have mental disorders, therefore they're evil?
1: <sighs> well, it's hard to it's hard to get around that when their whole re- reason for existing is to investigate crimes done on people and their whole angle from their Mm -hmm. you know uh department is that they're going to study these people um that that commit these types of crimes for how they act uh because of their personality or because of their their mental illness so that they can then try to uh what's the word um predict what they'll do next, so hopefully they can anticipate what they're going to do next and then catch them before they do the thing. Mm -hmm. And then that way they can arrest them. So it's kind of hard to divorce the two when that's the world that they are existing in. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, when all the examples of people with mental illness just happen to be the villains, I guess they're not saying that the entire world is like that. There's just no... I guess um, in season two we do find we do get an introduction to a character who has clearly some kind of um, personality disorder or mental illness, but he is a good guy. And so I'm looking forward to um, seeing that. And I think that's when Hannibal, I mean, Will kind of sees his previous
1: self, but that's a whole other yeah. season. So I remember that now, yeah, where it's yeah. like it starts dawning on him. Yeah. he starts having some revelations because he yeah. goes into it thinking that you know he's thoroughly convinced by Hannibal that he's the bad guy at that point yeah but that we're getting ahead of ourselves huh
0: <laughs> yeah yeah sorry um but I I just found that interesting just the whole like okay psychiatrists are actually like lawyers all they're doing is interpreting evidence and different psychiatrists will have a different take and I, I, oh, yeah. I have friends who have been like Oh, one psychiatrist gave me meds, and then the other told me to go off meds. And it's like, wait, are we just? Because they can't, they can't always map mental illnesses onto sort of a brain scan. Like you can't just physically see it. You've got to diagnose. It's
1: a moving target, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, and seeing them all sort of talking over dinner or arguing. Dabbing. Yeah.
1: And
0: it, yeah, it, it was really interesting. I was like, okay, so.
1: Well, because they do have to be
0: just as dodgy as lawyers, maybe. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) They've got their own interests to look out for, too. And in this case, you know, psychiatry, psychology, it doesn't make a whole ton of money depending on what you do, right? So these people, they're probably pretty well off because they have some pretty good positions. Yeah. So you know that those people are the type to you know try to find their way that's how they got to where they are right so mm. they have a real vested interest in number one defending their theories right yeah and then number two making sure that the information they put out there continues to be used um, right used and and regarded and stuff you know so as yeah. long as their subjects can validate their work mm they're going to have, you know, this opportunistic opinion about them, you know, and it's never going to be for their good, for the person's good. It's going to be for the doctor's good because that's why they're there. They're not at that point, you know, there's some people that are there to help the, the patients. And then there's some people that are there to help themselves.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: So what did you think about Freddie in this
1: episode? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I knew that was going to come up. Um, well, yeah. I, I said I wish getting killed, Lounds, but I'll take traumatizing her.
2: <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I
1: am so cruel. Though she does redeem herself a bit. I don't remember if it's this episode or the next episode. She just she has a way about her. I even wrote down how is Freddie not in pieces. You know what I'm saying? Because oh yeah,
0: she holds her own with Gideon. Like, she yeah.
1: really does. I mean, she's standing there witnessing this vivisection and yeah.
0: and she's like, I could write an article for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's insane. I was I impressed. Honestly, I was impressed with her, but yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, What what have you been through that? Damn, like, you? Yeah, like she
0: is a professional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Super keeping her cool. Like, wow, okay. I guess because she's
0: always writing about this stuff. Maybe she's met a few murderers in her time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Probably mm-hmm. has met a few and you I mean, consume enough of that content and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna find yourself uh, thick skinned when it comes to things. But I don't mm. know, I would think she would be a little bit more affected by something happening in front of her and like right. in real time.
0: Seeing the guy's guts like Gideon saying I love Gideon um Gideon's lines. He said to Chilton, "You got inside my mind, Frederick. It's only right I get inside your belly."
1: It's like yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. Man. this is uh um God, what Eddie Izzard? I, I don't know yeah. what he goes by now or she wow. goes by now, but uh yeah, really great in this episode.
0: Yeah. I any time Gideon's on screen, I'm like there's going to be some sass. It's going to be good. And, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> oh, when, when Will cries in this episode and he says, please don't lie to me. Kind it of broke me. my
1: heart. Oh. <laughs> that, that was such a plea. Like, I feel like his empathetic brain, his, his sick empathetic brain
0: yeah.
1: knows that Hannibal is lying to him. That knows that what he's telling him is not right. It's not true. His instincts are telling him that Hannibal is wrong, but Hannibal is con- constantly convincing him that his instincts are not to be trusted. And yeah. in this instance, yes, and in this instant, he was just begging him to please not. You know, yeah. it was just, oh
0: I think that was the moment where I was like, wait, do you know Hannibal's lying to you, or are you just in such a bad state? Because I, j- I broke, I was like, Imagine Will has known in some way this whole time that Hannibal is bad. And I think Will has such great intuition that when he comes to these like things in his imagination, he probably knew these things ages ago, but it only hits him when it does. And even then, he still doesn't have enough real information to go on. He's always making guesses. But even his guesses are probably in his subconscious way before he knows it's a guess does that make sense right yes and I that's think... what i was thinking yeah. too
1: like it's just yeah. like a it's a feeling most yeah. people don't know how to express it but yeah. he's made a job of it you know so yeah. it, for him it's like this is what I, this is my bread and butter this is what i've based my whole career on and yeah everything is telling me in me that you are lying to me
0: yeah He doesn't say, you're the Chesapeake Rip or anything bad. He just, in that moment, he doesn't trust Hannibal. But he's there. He's at Hannibal's house. And it's it's such a horrible thing that that he he keeps coming back to Hannibal. But I can see why. Hannibal's the only character that's been so available to Will all the time. There's no rejection or fear of abandonment. That he has with Alana, or with Jack, there's the sense of "I'm your boss," you know, "go do this, go do that." With Hannibal, yeah. there is there is just this safety of "tell me how you're feeling."
1: Yeah, the person that broke down your walls, and yeah. all of a sudden you realize, mm-hmm. "What did I let in?"
0: Yeah, can't really get him out now.
1: <laughs> Good yeah. luck getting that one out. Mm. So okay. There's a few things at the end of this episode right after that scene where, okay, so Hannibal puts it into Gideon's mind that he needs to go after Alana. And I was like, why is, why is, why is he pushing him to go towards Alana? Is it because he knows that everybody assumes that's where he's going to go next? Or is it for a personal reason? Like, is he jealous of Alana and Will's relationship? You know
2: what I mean? Hello?
1: Hello, can you hear me?
0: Oh, I think, I don't know if we, it stopped. Um, oh no, the recording's still going. Sorry, you listeners, I think I had an internet issue, maybe?
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I was just going over the part where um, Hannibal sets Gideon on Alana. Like, he kind of convinces him that who, that's who he needs to go after next. And I was wondering why he did that because it wasn't Gideon's idea though. He was going after people that bothered him. He didn't consider Alana one of them, but Hannibal kind of like put it in his mind that she did. So yeah. So open to suggestion at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was just wondering, you know, why did he do that? Like, is it because he thinks everybody else thinks that's the natural place he's going to go. And he wants to encourage that in order to set his plan in motion, I, I, part of his plan.
0: I thought it was because um, will he knows how much Will cares about Alana. That's and what that I was be, thinking. Yeah, that's the biggest threat that, that would push Will to kill again. Um,
1: oh, I see, I see. It so would cool.
0: be Alana or his dogs. He could have said, yeah, those dogs, <laughs> can't say anything about the dogs, but.
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so he yeah. pushed him towards that. No personal reason other than he knew that that's what would set Will on him.
0: That's what I think. I always think Hannibal just thinks about Will all the time. and He's obsessed.
1: So. It's just weird, though. Well, okay, okay. So it would look that way to other people. But in Will's mind, he had no idea he was going after Alana. He didn't even know where he was.
0: Oh, you're, you're sort of saying, um, oh, no, but um, didn't Hannibal say to him, I'm worried about Alana?
1: did he i must have yeah. missed it it was really late so
0: <laughs> oh fair no no he said i'm i'm worried about alana he's already got he's already like you know basically hurt Chilton. um and he made it but seem he, like
1: mm-hmm. but see he didn't because he told will that gideon wasn't there that no one was there
0: yeah he told oh that's true he did tell him no one was there but he was saying like, you can't go anywhere. You have to go to the hospital. I've got to go check on Alana because that's when he didn't come out back. There. That's mm.
1: right. Mm. That's when he left, or Hannibal left, or not Hannibal, Will left. Because yeah. Hannibal took longer in order to give yeah. him an opportunity to, to bounce.
0: Yeah. I think Hannibal just like stood behind the wall and was waiting. And then it's like, okay. I love like when he took his coat off and he was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, you bitch.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Jeez. And I thought, I was like, does, is Alana like his neighbor? Because like he only took like five minutes to find Gideon. Yeah. Or in his mind, Garrett Jacob Hobbs.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: I thought it was weird, the way Gideon was talking to Will. It was very cryptic, and I didn't understand oh. why.
0: It was so cool, right? It was like, I loved it. I was like, this is great because we don't have any plot holes here. Because Gideon isn't saying, hi, I'm Gideon, so that will, will be like, what? Cause yeah. the whole time it could be something that Garrett would say yeah.
1: yeah I it was weird I I was like okay so is he like taking some sort of um, cue from what Hannibal was doing like yeah. I'm sure he noticed that Hannibal yeah. was lying to him
0: <laughs> he so. was like I mean he's having a seizure and then Hannibal's like I said it was mild <laughs> <laughs> what? Honestly,
1: it seem so like cruel.
0: it Like, the whole psychic driving thing. And Gideon is a doctor, right? So he knows that Will isn't well, And perhaps he knows that in this state you can't just be super straightforward with
1: someone like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I, I wasn't sure why he was talking to him that way. Except other than to maybe impress Hannibal? I don't know. It was weird because Hannibal wasn't there. He wouldn't have heard him. Yeah. I thought it was odd that he didn't mention, you know, hey, your little friend over there just lied to you.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> well, wow, that would have been so funny. Yeah, he was just acting like we are one, you and I, or something like, you know, what will you do when you lose one? I, I think Gideon was really in a really bad place as well. So
1: Yeah, I think maybe... Mm -hmm. Maybe he understood what was that because he knows that Hannibal is a is a psychiatrist too or a psychologist. Yeah. Maybe he recognized what Hannibal was doing to Will, as like what Chilton did to him, or what he thinks Chilton did to him. Or, which has been my running theme is that is Hannibal like sending him letters? You know, is Hannibal manipulating the both of them? And maybe at this point that's when. Gideon understands that he's been manipulated by Hannibal
0: I think so yeah I think that we like is it the end of this season or the beginning of next season I don't know Gideon knows and Gideon's mad at everyone (laughs) it (laughs) it must be so wild to be driven to the point of believing you're someone else He, he says um I think he says to Will, I've got no self left. And that was quite, not moving, but intense. Um, you could really see the effects that the psychiatrists have had on Gideon. Yeah. It reminded me of Will, because Will doesn't really have a self left over, but it's also exacerbated by the fact that he has a physical neurological illness. Um, whereas Gideon doesn't have this illness, he's just...
1: Well maybe okay so he doesn't have a physical illness right he has like a -hmm. psychological illness because didn't he have like a break a psychotic break or something when he killed his wife and her family yeah i was just thinking and it's a note that kind of i kind of skipped over from episode 10 Mm -hmm. where jack is talking to will and he claims to be will's bedrock right (laughs) and 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 i was like boy you are not bedrock you are quicksand Mm -hmm. um (laughs) uh but yeah, so I thought it was so funny that uh, well not funny but like okay so Gideon didn't have any bedrock he just had somebody who was more than willing to let him believe his own delusion that he was this other killer yeah. and neither does will will has no bedrock he has no one to hold on to except Hannibal and Hannibal is poison in and of itself so it's like these two guys have so much in common without even realizing it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah they both have really fucked up psychiatrists (laughs) oh my god yeah
1: and then at the end he's talking to bedelia (laughs) hannibal is talking to bedelia and he's revealing to her that he wants to be friends with will like where, Where does it, that
0: come cool. from? That's the thing. Like, I find it confusing because, like, I think he said that thing about, like, um, I might consider someone a friend. And, but, but it seems that he's come back to it. It's so weird. It's as if Hannibal is... I mean, she says it. He's, he's uh, detached from the concept or
2: right? something.
0: Yeah. Um... And then he talks about madness being medicine for the modern world, and that madness can boost your psychological immune system to help you fight the existential crisis of normal life. I wrote that down because I was like, wow, um, what?
1: (laughs) You know, it was very late when I watched it, like I said, and at the time it made sense to me, mind you, I was like three drinks in, so
2: it's like
1: oh okay okay yeah that makes sense I don't know why I totally related to it I'm like yeah that totally absolutely makes sense and now I'm like trying to see how it made sense to me and you're right it's just like what
0: I wonder if that's how he justifies his own madness because yeah perhaps he's gone through something awful as a child and it boosted his own psychological immune system because for someone like him he doesn't really feel any sense of guilt when he kills people not that we're yeah. aware of and it's
1: like it's made his brain elastic so it can like yes do more than your normal average brain because it can, yeah. uh what's the word adapt
0: yeah yeah it, it is he's um he's definitely not living with the same parameters that everyday people are and perhaps then he can enjoy life in a different way. He talks about, he even talks about this at the beginning of episode 10, I think, when he's saying, when we kill, we don't see them as people, we see light and air, and I can't remember the other adjective he used, but Will was like, isn't that living? Something. And I was Hmm. like, interesting. Hannibal appears to look at people as not, people... the the people inherently are not deserving of his respect or um, the equality that you feel with your fellow man why would most people not eat another human it's just um, not not just because it's illegal I think there's this sense of when we eat animal meat we are not really looking at animal meat as like you are my fellow man yeah. Like, you know how vegans would, right? Vegans would be like, oh, you can't kill like another living thing. We feel bad about humans, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. This well, is an intelligent this...
0: being that deserves to live a life. Like, we don't, we don't farm people.
1: Right. And, like, he doesn't respect human beings. So yeah. for him, he We're doesn't see apples. them as his equals. So yeah. it's only natural for him that he would eat something that he thinks is... Serving a better purpose when it comes to his needs,
0: I guess. Right. That that aspect of serving a better purpose is clearly illustrated when he says to um Abigail, Nicholas Boyle's life has more meaning that it shaped you than it did during his entire time living. Hmm. I was like,
1: what? (laughs) Um. Wow. Yeah, that's saying a lot right there. Yeah. How he thinks of her. Yeah. Which, I mean, let's go ahead and segue into episode 12. Yeah. Uh, Releve, after Georgia Madchen dies in an explosion, Georgia Madchen is the girl that was sick uh, and um, killing people in episode 10. Uh, Will asserts that the copycat killer is still alive. The BAU team thinks Abigail or links Abigail to the Minnesota strike victims and plan to arrest her, only to find that Will has checked her out of the hospital. Will's hallucinations intensify, causing him to lose Abigail in Minnesota. Meanwhile, Hannibal's subtle manipulation convinces Jack that Will is capable of murder, and Hannibal makes an astonishing admission to Abigail, which is quite the understatement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was like, I read that and I was like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. an astonishing admission, to say the very least. Mm
0: -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Because <laughs> uh, we got a lot of questions answered in this episode here. Um, it really does set up the the season finale, you know, in a way like, you know, if you're watching it in a series uh, way and you're waiting for the next week to watch the next episode, I would have been losing my mind and anxiously awaiting the next episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love episode 12. Um, and I really wanted to watch the next episode after this straight after, but... Yeah. I'm excited that we're we're going to dedicate a whole episode to episode thirteen. Um, I love that they that just to start off with that he visits Georgia in the hospital that they're in the same hospital possibly.
1: Oh yeah, I that was so cute.
0: And I remember um, that her names her name is Georgia. No, Georgia Matchin yeah. in this show, right? Yes. But in the Fullerverse, in Brian Fuller's, like, because he, he's made, he's done Pushing Daisies, he's done a few other shows. I think he's done um, Dead Like Me. She plays um, someone who died in Dead Like Me. In De- Dead Like Me is basically a show about um, grim reapers, people who become grim reapers after they die. They don't actually go on to heaven or hell.
1: Oh, I see. So they're in their own little purgatory
0: yeah and they, they 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 kind of have their their job is to collect souls on us and her name is georgia lass the same
1: actress her? you mean
0: same actress how funny yeah and she has the same so her name's georgia in this in hannibal and in hannibal she's also dead or she thinks she's dead am i alive
1: she plays Death really well, Brent. She
0: plays Death <laughs> really well. And her name is Lass. And I'm like, okay, Brian, he's recycling some of his characters' names. Or maybe there's some kind of connection between the, the worlds. I just thought that was an interesting fact to sort of start the episode off with, um, the review of this specific episode. But, yeah, again, to back to Will visiting Georgia in the, in the hospital. She asked him, do I look alive? And he says, you look pretty. Uh, like, I know.
1: <laughs> it's like, ah obviously that was something important to her because she fixed her hair you know yeah and I I wrote down like what a way to die and then later on they they reiterate that I'm like yeah because that that's sad oh my gosh I felt bad for her
0: yeah I Hannibal's such a dick for that
1: (laughs) I know I know
0: like I know (laughs) he's a dick for killing loads of people but some of the kills are more dicky than others.
1: Yeah, but he had to do it because he, yeah. he knows that he has been sloppy, just <laughs> at least lately. And he's trying to tie up all these loose ends because he is trying to not only tie up loose ends, but tie up Will and a neat little bow for Jack. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I thought yeah. That, um, that scene between Freddie Lounce and Abigail in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Where they're talking about how, you know, she lays out pictures of all the women that her father killed. Freddie does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Freddie sits down, and ugh, she is such a master manipulator because she knew doing that was going to get her attention and not in a way that was beneficial to her. She was trying to catch her off guard, yeah, and really digging. like, so you were at these schools, you know. Like she knew before the FBI, obviously, yeah, <laughs> that this girl was somehow, and you know, included in these murders. You know, she maybe she didn't do them, but she was involved. And yeah, I'm like, ooh, Freddie, like that's where the story is for her. That's Freddie she should be a detective. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like, Much as I, I don't, don't like her, she, yeah. like I said, she redeems herself in these episodes.
0: Yeah, she becomes useful, and I think that's what's important, rather than yeah. a nuisance to, to, to you know, the cases that they're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 like, I, I agree with you, Freddie's redeeming herself here.
1: But she's still under the impression that the bad yeah. guy in this whole story is Will. <laughs> yeah and it's not Hannibal, and she that's where she's not caught up yet. She's getting there, but she's not there yet.
0: yeah i i think I think it's it's almost like she plays the the part of i I guess how we would see it if we didn't know anything yeah, like you said, like Hannibal is basically tying up will in like this like neat little bow for everyone to sort of suspect him, and Freddy's kind of ahead of that game. Um, with what information they have it does look like Will is the 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 most likely suspect no one has any reason to suspect Hannibal apart from maybe Abigail and Will
1: yep because he is he's really covering his bases now he's really doing the work that he has to do in order to because even when Jack was like talking to Hannibal I wrote down Jack finally opening his eyes and then I'm like, oh, no, nope, never mind. No. He <laughs> exactly. And he thinks Hannibal is protecting him. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs>
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. Jack is, um, he is quite the character in this episode for sure. Because he is, like, he's getting there. He is getting there. But like Freddie, he's not. It's like they have two different perspectives, but they're starting to converge. You know?
0: Yeah. It it, it's like the audience wants to say getting warmer, but not quite there yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, and then I think that's the beauty of shows that do this really right is that they they give us something that's so close to what we want, but of course they can't do that because then the show would be over and we have another two seasons to go. So yeah. Um, Do you ever like I was I was watching this and I thought of you because I know you like cooking or you you know you can cook really well. You ever want to save Hannibal's recipes? Because he goes into detail about this chicken soup recipe. And I'm like, whoa.
1: I know. I, it was like the first thing I was writing was black chicken soup, ancient Chinese food. Sounds good. It's definitely not human. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And and I, I, it's just so good. And then when, when Will says, so you made me chicken soup, Hannibal's face. Oh, my God. He was so offended. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he can really
1: say anything. It's like he caught him being sweet, and he doesn't like anybody to see him like that. That's where he's vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I wish noticed. A good
2: guy. Because <laughs> they were such a cute couple.
1: <laughs> they would be so cute together. He wasn't such a toxic bastard.
0: Ah, la vie Yeah, I mm-hmm.
1: noticed that Beverly is missing in this episode where people are. She's on
0: jury duty. duty. What a fucking...
1: (laughs) (laughs) They bring it up and I'm just like, "Uh uh-oh, Beverly's not there. I know. I know. I know what's happening, so here's the foreshadowing of that. That's amazing.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. I wish I think so. I could be wrong, but I think... Because isn't it the next season where shit goes down for her?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, and then when Will and Abigail finally start talking and they start talking about murdering people. Mhm. Because he's, you know, he's holding this secret in for her and he has to talk about it because he can't just let it simmer in him like that. And so mm-hmm. he has to like talk about killing her dad.
0: Yeah. <sighs> it it's a lot in this episode. This is yeah, this is the last episode that we're reviewing for today and um this mm-hmm. is the one where So he finds out, I don't know if we got to that part yet. Um, So there's the burning alive scene and Hannibal, you know, we find out the comb was used. And I think this is the the thing that sort of is a turning point for Will. Seeing Georgia murdered like that and seeing um, Jack's response of, well, she had two murder charges on her way kind of thing. I think Will kind of snapped a little bit. And he was starting to feel a little bit better because he was in the hospital. They were taking care of his fever, um, but not the underlying causes, I guess. Do you think this is, this is when he starts to um, want to work harder because someone he cared about died? I think this is the first person that he cared about that's dead.
1: Yeah, you know, I even wrote down, Will works so hard even when he's dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also have it written down here and I'm trying to remember at this point, it was very late and I was starting to fall asleep, but I rewound it and I watched this part again, I think. And I said, oh shit, Hannibal was framing Will. And so I was super like surprised. like, of course he's framing Will. But I think there was something that was like revealed that I didn't notice. I can't remember what it is now. Um, but then immediately after that, I wrote, well, Will has Hannibal pinned. That phone call put everything on the line for Hobbes. Will
2: phone call has Hannibal, to pinned. Hannibal
1: Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. like, I think he's talking to Hannibal. It was after he had. Oh, I remember now. This is Ooh. when he was having a delusion. While he's in the airplane with Abigail. Yeah. And he, he actually like puts everything together. Yeah. And he's talking to Hannibal in his dreams. And he's putting everything together at that point. okay. Now I remember. So he doesn't really have Hannibal pinned, but he could if he actually was talking to him in real life.
0: Okay, yeah. I think I'm, I'm not remembering it too accurately it's so crazy because i remember i watched it today as well um but it, it, there is this sense of like he puts it together or when does he doesn't he put it together with abigail in real life like this is not a dream right like he does actually put right. something like he puts together not that hannibal is a murderer but that abigail helped her dad her
1: father yeah yeah. like in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna have to watch that again and we'll we'll I'll I'll touch on it again next week whenever we're talking again. But yeah, I just remembered that he was like putting things together in his head and he was talking to Hannibal about it. I think he had realized, you know, like what was being kept secret from him. Not everything, right, but just a particular thing, a particular part of the story that yeah. he thought was like the the, the running thread, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the, the copycat mm-hmm. had to be not the t- anyone who's dead, but actually the copycat is still alive and is the one who, who called the house. That's the guy. And Abigail tells Hannibal, right? She, at the yes. end of the episode, she tells him, yes. she tells him, hey, Will said that the guy who called the house is the serial the killer. And, and Hannibal basically says that, I'm sorry, I couldn't protect you in this life. And then the episode kind of ends there.
1: Yeah. Well, it was so dark. Like yeah. the way. She says, uh, How many people have you killed? I think. Oh,
0: and yeah. then grabs her hand.
1: Yes. And he and says, So gently. The body language. Many more than your father. Like, oh. Yeah.
0: Like, the, it's so weird that the body language and what he says are so. Like, they contrast so much. It's like, Many mm-hmm. more than your father. Holds well, like, hand gently.
1: What the fuck? It's like. I would assume like maybe a butcher, you know, but like, he's like harassing his food kind of thing. You know, it's very, Oh, I don't know. I feel like he has a very personal relationship with his meat, with his (laughs) food. (laughs) Whether or not he's going to eat Abigail, I don't know, but I think it translates to how he kills people. He's Mm -hmm. very passionate and he's very hands-on. Like, he's not out there shooting people with a gun from a distance. Like, he gets real close, real personal. And he's yeah. not afraid to get his hands dirty, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, but he
1: is afraid to get his suit dirty, which is why he wears the jackets.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love those protective jacket suit things. I, I wonder, like, I wrote down, like, is he talking to his sister? Like, is he remembering oh. her? Um, because apologizing and saying, I couldn't protect you, it doesn't feel like he's talking to Abigail. Mm. Or maybe he's playing a role, I don't know. But just holding a hand like that, I, I, I could be, it could also be like... Um, he doesn't really like, yeah, like you were saying, doesn't really like the idea of uh, the meat being scared. You know, if you kill something while it's scared, he says it has an acidic taste or something. Oh, yeah. Acid floods the muscles or something. Um, but, yeah. I'm... He's very
1: <laughs> gentle. Like, you're right. He's, 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 prob- he's definitely empathizing, but is he empathizing with her or is he empathizing with a trigger that he's gotten? Because she's kind of kind of been her father's sidekick, you know, her father's person, even though she ultimately was his victim. Without killing her, but he killed her so many times in his own head because that's who these girls were to him. They weren't them. They were his daughter. And then for Hannibal, you know, he did kill his sister and he did eat her. And so, like, he can empathize with Garrett Jacob Hobbs. It's like this was your prey. You didn't get to kill her, but you wanted uh, to. Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah.
0: She isn't his to have. Right. And there's, there's not this sense of that he needs to kill her. There's no, you were rude, or you need to die, or I want to eat you. It's very... um. It's almost like when he called the house, she should have died.
1: Right. Like, he, he wouldn't have saved her. No. She only lived because Will saved her.
0: Yeah, and you said and that I, last time as well, and I fully agree with what you Yeah,
1: I think he... Was okay with saving her only because mm. he wants to entertain Will's, you know, wants. He, yeah, it's I, I think kind of can... like mm-hmm. giving your wife whatever she wants because she wants it, not because you care to give it to her.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, he he is the most important thing. Like you were saying last time, the thing that's the main dish, the main part of the dish is the center stage. It's almost like he puts Will on that pedestal, on that centre stage every time so that he can keep pushing him in the direction he wants or as well so that he can be out of the limelight so that everyone's looking to will yes. when shit hits the fan.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but it is super weird how... Um, I don't know, like... It... <laughs> he he could have let her die, though. Like, when he grabbed yeah. her neck to try to save, to save her, like, he could have just... Made her, like let let her die. Maybe I don't know. What do you think? about that uh,
1: Definitely. You know they both could have let her die, but for some, well, we know the reason for Will is you know he's he he likes to save people. He's not into killing. It's like he. Oh no! I mean like
0: fake saver. Like you know how he grabs her neck and he's trying oh, to like stop the bleeding.
1: I see. Could like, have
0: let her bleed out a little bit more and be like,
1: oh, I'm sorry, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just he is
0: but then we wouldn't have a show so (laughs) right
1: there's that yeah taking it too seriously
0: like this is real
1: (laughs) he's well he's definitely regretting his decision of letting Mm. her live because Mm. that's a loose end that now he has to make all these concessions for he has to you know he's having to bend over backwards To keep this girl alive. Because Will wants her alive. Even though it's really putting a damper. On his parade over here. And so if. He could just get rid of her. That would completely. Insulate him from getting caught. Because she is the only one. That can put two and two together.
0: Yeah. Yep. She is the the, the underlying. Or the, the thread that carries on. Into season two.
1: Yep. And at this point, she finally, like at first, she doesn't believe it. She thinks Will is the person to be afraid of. And she leaves Will in the forest or in her father's cabin. He leaves him there because she doesn't feel safe with him. She runs all the way back into uh, his arms, uh, Hannibal's arms, to her old house, no less. I don't know how they knew to meet there, but that's where they met. And she's like, oh, I was so scared. I didn't feel safe with him. And then, you know, as he's talking, she suddenly comes to realization, like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, she was buying the, the, the bullshit, too, you know, that Will was the person to be afraid of from Hannibal. And now she sees that that's not the case. And it's like, well, as soon as she said that, you know, Hannibal was like, okay, I know what I have to do. I, I think it was a spur-of-the-moment decision, maybe? Right. Or maybe a decision he had been toying with, but this kind I of was so. a nail in the coffin? She, she was
0: kind of, um, like, because he let her live, she had to be the, the lifeline, in a way, because without her, he can't really frame Will in the physical. There's no evidence without Abigail.
1: Yep.
0: So we, we kind of... I wonder if, if, if he he planned this from the very beginning, maybe. That he would he would always have to keep her in his back pocket.
1: I don't know. I think he realized he'd have to when he let her live. Or when he let Will save her, basically. Because he yeah. could have told her. He, he could have told him, I'm sorry. You know, it's too late. She's too far gone. You know, and like make him let go of her neck, you know? Yeah. But he didn't. He, yeah. he let her... He let him save her so now he's like you know what I'll help you save her and he was holding her neck and he was the one at the hospital holding her hand so yeah, it's like I don't know I feel like he was trying to ingratiate himself with Will yeah. her
0: and, and people who are so toxic people uh, narcissists I think they they do that reflexively actually they want people to be indebted to them
1: yeah maybe. It was his own little way of love bombing him too. Yeah. Doing the things that he likes and and (laughs) hopefully making him love him for it. Or at least seeing him as someone to trust. Yeah,
0: uh, exactly. At (laughs) the very least, it was trust. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he he got that in the end. Will constantly ran into Hannibal's arms throughout season one over and over again.
1: Um, Yeah, he sure does, and it's like screaming at the screen stop doing that he's bad for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) like girl he's toxic let him go
0: (laughs) yeah it's exactly that isn't it it's like being friends with someone and they can't hear you
1: yeah they're in love (laughs) (laughs) it's like well they'll learn on their own I guess
0: yeah and I guess we can't look away so
1: But I'll be here for you when you're ready to admit defeat. Yep. <laughs> oh, poor Will. Well, I'm excited to see what happens in episode 13. It's going to be quite the revelation ride for sure.
0: Yep. I'm really excited for the last last episode, and um, it's it's an explosive one. Fuck, like.
1: <laughs> yes, and for more than one character, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm
1: excited. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the session. Yeah. And I guess we'll see each other next week or we'll talk to each other next week about the finale for season one of Hannibal.
0: Looking forward to it. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.